0: Teen Speak. Empowering today's youth. The purpose of Teen Speak is to allow teens a safe space to share stories and strategies around challenges and inspire other teens on how to meet their own challenges or make their mark in our world. Some of our guests may have done some inspiring things that may not resonate with everyone's views, be it personal or political. This is not a political podcast, and though we have our own personal views, our guests do not necessarily reflect our views. They are simply here to share a story and experience in hopes it inspires others to be the best version of themselves and make the impact they desire in the world.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be tuning in to listen to us here on Teen Speak, Empowering Today's Youth. I'm Antoine Thompson, or Coach T, and alongside me is my co-host and youth leadership and empowerment coach, Keith Sender who happens to be in New York. How are we doing today in New York, Keith?
2: I'm doing great. Other than the, the light snow, we're good.
1: Excellent. Very got a light little
2: chilly snow. I got, yeah, got a little chilly here today in North Carolina,
1: but it's all good. So we have another amazing young person that's going to be coming on, a young lady, that I would love for Keith to give us a little bit of a background on. That's a young lady that
2: he has worked with in the past. Sure. So this week's guest, yet another member of our junior board at the Sophia Balsamos Foundation. Uh, Hadika actually the president of the board. I've known Hadika for quite a while. Hadika uh, is an amazing young lady. She's a freshman at City College in New York. Uh, she served as president, this is her second year, but she's she served on the junior board for many, many years. Um, Hadika is not afraid to share her voice. She's not afraid to stand up for what she believes is right. She's not afraid to offer a voice for those that don't have a voice. Uh, she, she's a matter of fact, she had won a scholarship back in her sophomore year of high school uh, for her social activism. So she's really in tune with what's going on in the world. She's an amazing young lady, and I'm really excited to have her on here because I think she'll bring some great insight and help inspire other teens to use their voice. So welcome, Hadika.
0: Thank you so much. How are you?
2: Great, it's always good to see you. Thanks for coming on.
0: That was such yeah. a sweet introduction, so generous.
2: And, you know, I did it at the dinner. I could do it here, right? I'm good with it. You deserve it. <laughs> Listen, nothing I said isn't true. Honestly, you are, you are really like you, you are inspired, you're inspiring to, you always inspire me, but you are inspiring to other teens, right? And it's, it's because of your voice and the way you stand up for others and the way you're able to just lead, I think is a, is a quality that a lot of teens don't possess and would love to possess. And if they can learn from you how to be a better leader, how to inspire others, I think there's some great lessons that you could teach us. So. uh that's why you're here. So, you know, I guess, why don't you share with us, like, go back. Let's go back to your sophomore year. Okay. Talk a little bit about, you know, like, what you did there. Because I want to show how it's, you know, how you progressed over the year, right? And how you started there. And, and take us to where you are now and why yeah. it's important to you.
0: Honestly, I feel like I started even way before my sophomore year. Because, like, it was, it was it, I could say I would even, like, attribute it back to, like, you know, when I was really young, just arguing with, like, misogynistic relatives at the thanksgiving dinner table you know (laughs) that was like i think the first time where like i started to find that voice in me and so like you know after that that was probably like nine ten years old it kind of just started to snowball and i you know just started getting really involved in just like activism and just have developing my own opinions on things so by you know high school time i think um it started getting to that point where people were asking like, Oh, like what do you want to do when you're older? And like, you know, where do you see yourself? And the only thing I could think about was like something activism related. So, um, I mean, I had already been working with the Sophia was foundation, um, which is activism in itself. I mean, mental health awareness is a a revolution. Um, and you know, that's like also nonprofit sector. So it's just like, it got me, um, kind of involved in that. I found love in that. And then, Um, Yeah, my sophomore year, I had uh, gotten that scholarship from the Holocaust Memorial Tolerance Center about social justice and all that kind of stuff. And that was that was a really cool experience. Um, And then all throughout high school, I think I just started to get more involved. Um, So by the time I was a senior in high school, I was the president of a couple different clubs. So and they were all like kind of like activism related as well. So we had the Women's Empowerment Initiative the racial equity Alliance. And then I had also founded the Muslim student association at our school. Um, so it, it was, it was really cool. And I think by my senior year, things really started to pick up a lot. Um, cause I had also had started an internship through a class that I was taking, um, with the local legislator. So, um, you know, that kind of got me into like politics a lot more. And then I started working on some campaigns in the, uh New York 22 primaries and then after that it kind of pushed me into the midterms and so yeah that, that that's kind of where i think i've left off cuz i have been also like i started college this year too which was like crazy so um yeah it's just it's been a crazy uh year i feel like this year has been the most uh like you know all over the place but it's been so fun and i'm just so glad that like I get to do what I'm passionate about. You know, I know not everybody has that opportunity. And I know that it's a privilege in itself to, like, be able to, like, not just have to be chasing, like, money all the time. Like, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to chase, you know, what I believe is right and all that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now.
2: Beautiful. Great. Antoine, you want to chime in with anything?
1: Yeah, I was going to say that last part. I love that. I always say uh, chase your dream, not the competition. And, you know, when you you know stay focused on that, I I think you've planted a seed early in your life. And I think this is something that a lot of young people can take, take away from this. You started off and Keith thought it started your sophomore year and you clarified it started long before that. So it was it sounds like to me that you kind of sensed early on that things kind of weren't right. In some areas, and it's like you know, I can either go along with it or not necessarily make waves, but I can kind of share my ideas and my input and my opinions and, and kind of see what happens. It's almost like the yo, know, Addison, you know, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. And it seems like early on, you figured out, hey, you know what, this is what I do, and this is what I love doing, and I know that everybody's not going to agree with me. And that's the part that I think really I take from that is you're, you're concerned about you and what you want, and not so much about what other people say or what they think. And I think that's what holds a lot of young people back. And that would lead to a question I would ask you. Based on that, did you sense that when you were in school, as you were finding your voice and your place, did you notice people around you kind of, not necessarily shying away, but kind of looking at you like, man, I wish I was like her?
0: Um, I feel like, I I would say so, yeah. Because I'm really fortunate enough to have been able to, um, I believe, leave an impact in at least in at least the school that I was in. And so I, you know, for example, we had, we had made the Muslim student association and I had done an event at school called culture day where basically everybody just comes in, in their traditional, like cultural attire. And it was just like a moment of unity and solidarity and just representation, which is something that, you know, on long Island, it's not always very common. So, um, you know, it, but in the past year, it's gotten a lot more diverse, but I, when I first came out here, cause I was uh, in Queens for, um, the beginning of my life. And when I first, uh, came out here, I was like one of the only people of color and it was, it was definitely a learning experience. It taught me a lot. Um, and it taught me the importance of representation and diversity. So I was, uh, you know, I went through a lot having that lack of diversity, I think. So being able to have created like events and you know things that uh kind of helped alleviate that you know and show people that like we're here and um our cultures are things to be appreciated and um respected um it it meant a lot to me to be able to do that so that younger you know little brown girls don't have to feel the way that I did um and even making like the MSA was just like you know a place for Muslim students to have our own like safe space in the school or like a place where there's just people who understand you and um you know i i it's it's nice to know that because i had already al- always gotten like comments from people who were just like you know like it's great that you're doing this like it means so much to me like i didn't have this before and i'm so great i'm so grateful that you know we don't have to deal with that anymore so um yeah i, I think i'm i'm really grateful to have had made like that small impact my my teacher had always said that um we should try to shine light in our little corners of the world so i even though it was like a little high school club i feel like it made a difference and it made an impact
1: um keith before you jump in i just want to share one thing he lied about you he said that you were a great young lady you're an amazing young lady i mean this is uh seriously because just hearing you talk about it you can tell that you're passionate about it and that's how change happens so, you know, I know we're early on in this, but you keep doing what you're doing. You're going to impact and, and a lot more people than you ever imagined.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. You're yeah. Welcome. Just to follow up on that, too. Like you said about shining a light in your little corner. It, that is how change happens, right? Like you can't pe- everybody thinks, oh, I'm one person. I can't make a difference. But the truth is, if you could just make a difference for the small people in your in your area, right, or your circle. Yeah. That's where critical mass happens because it ripples, right? Whatever you do ripples out. and over time it spreads and, that, and that's how you make change. But if everybody said, I'm not going to do anything or it's not worth it, right? Nothing happens. So I, I totally respect that. And I will agree, you are an amazing lady
0: but oh, you know, thank
2: you. I thought great was a pretty good word. Anyway. but it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't appropriate. Oh, amazing oh. is better, amazing <laughs> is better. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a very, a very opposite question for what Antoine just asked you. And uh, you might have to think about this for a second, but so, you know, what do you do with those people who are upset or don't understand your your what you're doing right and you know how do you how do you validate how do you validate what they're what they're saying or what they think without agreeing with without agreeing with them you know how do you how do you handle those conversations where you don't want to dismiss them yeah. and you want to validate them but you don't necessarily want to agree with them because i think that's a huge trait that good leaders have, and I know you have it, and I would love you to share that so other teams can hear it.
0: Um, Yeah, I think I definitely know what not to do. What I've learned to not do is just yell at people and call everybody racist, sexist, <laughs> because there's no room for conversation when you do that. Um, but it also, you know, that because that's just our all, all of us have that immediate response. I think we just, when somebody says something, we're like, bro, like, you're so stupid, but. That's just not, it's not going to do anything. So I learned that if you want to make change, if you want to make an impact, you have to put your ego aside for a second. You have to understand. And it, honestly, it sucks sometimes, but you have to empathize with somebody that may very, mo- very well just be totally, you know, against you even being in this country. Um, but, you know, you have to put on that face if you want to make change because that's the only way it's going to happen. Um but I have also found that having to having those conversations have brought so much light into it because I think we polarize ourselves so much and when you have those conversations it's helped me find middle ground with a lot of people because you find that like we're all kind of on the same page it's just like the way we choose to go about it is is different sometimes or we don't understand certain things as much as we should right like so I and I I've also learned that like education and like telling people because like you know, if somebody's being like, you know, says something Islamophobic, instead of just being like, oh, that's Islamophobic, I, I, which I have done in the past, I, I've learned that when you say, hey, by the way, if you read the Quran, that's actually not true. This is what Muslims are about. This is what Islam is about. It actually, it, you can really help that person at the end of the day. And you can help yourself so much more because instead of just getting mad, you're actually making a difference. Um so, yeah, I think just having to deal with it from that empathetic perspective and that calm perspective, which is, you know, it's taken me some time, I-, I will admit, because it's hard to just like, you know, somebody's just being really horrible to you and just having to smile in their face. It's hard. But I also think that like my religion has helped me with that. And like just having to take those breaks and reflect a little bit um, really helps me to understand like the bigger picture.
2: Thank you for sharing that. You know, when I, when I, and when I said validate, I mean, I just want to be clear, you know, just validating doesn't mean we agree with somebody, right? It just means, you know, I hear you, right? Mm. I don't have to agree with you, but I hear you. So let me ask you, have you ever had a situation where like, you know, you had a viewpoint and somebody had an opposing viewpoint and because you were able to have an educated conversation about it, that you change your mind? Oh, a
0: hundred percent. And I, I think, the, the, those initiatives with like culture day or, or MSA, those, the, in those groups, we had so many of those beautiful conversations. Um, and I can remember like, even at like an MSA event, we had, um, we had talked about women's roles in Islam because there's a lot of misconceptions about that. And, um you know, just a lot of uh, things that people aren't clarified on. So we had a whole meeting just discussing what Islam truly um, says about women and it there were people who came to that meeting who weren't even muslim who just came to just you know see what's up and i they came to me afterwards and told me hey like i had no idea any of this was a thing and like we had discussions afterwards and they were like asking questions that you know most people would think are like you know dumb questions but they were really good questions because they they prompted conversation and that i remember that day just coming home and feeling like i did something and i left an impact and changed some people's minds a little bit. So that was really cool.
2: That's great. Antoine, you want to add to that? Yeah, I was just
1: listening to you explain that whole process. And what I love about it is you just really identified the steps of being a leader. You know, a lot of people think being a leader means that you basically tell everybody this is what it is. This is how it's going to be. You like it or you don't like it understanding you're willing to take the time to to explain it to those that are willing to listen and i think the other part is talking to those that are willing to listen those that don't want to listen they're still listening they just don't want to admit that they're listening because they're actually learning something and then those people that you said were just coming just because they were interested and when they found out that wow i didn't know that and them coming to you afterwards that in itself should have I'm sure it has already inspired you just to continue to do that. But more importantly, to spread that with the others that around you. And that leads to a question I was going to ask you, too, is uh, the MSA. How big was that at your school?
0: That was actually such a cool story because it was one of the biggest clubs in the school. So there was like probably like 50 to 60 uh, students in the club. And this it was like the fastest club that I believe our school had ever made because um, we had we had started up you know like the petitions and everything to get it um you know established in the school in september so they like approve of clubs before the school year starts but we had done it like in the midst of the school year so they kept denying us they're like no we can't do this we can't do this there's no funding there's this but we were just annoying and we kept pushing and we ended up being the fastest club to ever be created in the school and
1: now, you know what bothers me about that, Keith? I spent three years in high school trying to start the Underwater Basket Weaving Club, and only I was the only member we could get. Probably right? Well. Yeah. So now I know I, how I can share it with kids. Now start early and just stay, be annoying, and you can get it.
0: <laughs> right, a, Hadika?
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Persistent, a better word than annoying, right? Yeah. yeah. Persistence. You know, so interesting. You just, you know, you just made me think of something. So we talk about social action, right? And mm-hmm. you only made me think of this because you were talking about like your your club and right, like your your Muslim faith and everything. What would you say to other teens that you know, like like it takes it takes guts to speak up, right? It takes up it takes a lot to stand up for others, right? When they can't stand up for themselves and for themselves, and it takes a lot to have that voice and not be afraid of what other people think, right? Because yeah. That is definitely a struggle, especially in high school and middle school, right? Kids are growing up. Half the decisions they make are based on the opinion of other people versus what they truly believe in their heart, right? So like where for you, you know, what was the moment, if you can remember, was there like a pivotal moment or a time frame where you just remember like, you know what, like this is important to me and I just need to be me and I can't worry about what other people think where you had the strength to just, you know, be your authentic self and do what you believed is right and not worry about those other opinions.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think just establishing not caring about what people think in general was my biggest tool to help me with um, establishing not caring about what people think in more professional settings. Um, And I think I was able to learn that by, you know, when I was younger, I was, I was like insecure. I was, you know, I felt a little alienated. So I think feeling that for a while, I got to a certain point where I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not going to please everybody. And I learned that at the end of the day, like people's opinions don't matter because also, you know, the people that we tend to, whose opinions we tend to value, I think I came to find that they weren't of that much substance either. And I didn't uh, value them too much myself. Um, So then I just took a step back and I was like, why, why am I, why am I chasing for the approval of these people? Like, why does it matter? Um, and yeah, I just think a lot of that um, just kind of helped itself. Also, I think um, I was just, I was focusing on myself a lot more. And I was like, am I being a good person? Did I do the right thing? Am I being a kind person? Because that's all that matters. If I know that I'm doing the right thing, and if I believe that my higher power knows that I'm doing the right thing, that's those are the only people I need to you know, need validation from, um, cause then I also, you know, you tend to see like the hypocrisies in the world. Like, it's like, oh, if you do this, you're a bad person. But then if you do that, you're a bad person. And it's like, you, you're just never going to win. Um, so I just kind of got tired of it. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with everybody else. I'm just going to do my thing.
1: Yeah. So well, I think that's important to yeah. do. I think it is important to, to do that and, and to do it early. It's really important because, you know, your touch on, on peer pressure, uh, and that, I think that's a big part of it, too, and validation for some people who are searching, trying to find, hey, am I a leader? Or am I a follower? And some of that's based on what kind of response you get in certain situations like the ones you were describing, too. So I think that that's really important that you realize early on, hey, you know what? I'm just going to be me. And if if more young people do it sooner rather than later, you'd be amazed. We you know what they could accomplish. So I, I, I applaud you for that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. But I. I think I attribute a lot of that to my environment, you know, like I, I feel like, you know, being like I said, when I was younger, one of the only people of color, it was, I, it, it, I was, it was made very clear to me that I was like, I, there was a Zora Neals Hurston uh, poem that I read that really resonated. She was like, I didn't know I was black until I was amongst white people. And, like, I felt like, yeah, I didn't realize I was brown until I came to Long Island because, you know, in Jackson Heights, everybody looks like me. Like, that's just that's what I thought the world looked like. Um, But then I come here and they're like, oh, no, you're different. So I was like, okay, um, what? So then I just tried to be like them and I didn't want to be like myself. And um, I came to find out it's not going to work because, you know, you can straighten your hair as much as you want. You can. You know, wear wherever, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, like you're you, they're them, and there's beauty to all of us. And you know, I I think the self love is the first step to finding that. You know,
2: that's beautiful, and that's the beauty of diversity, right? When you when you yeah. when you're comfortable with who you are, and you can show you others, right? I mean that that's what makes diversity a beautiful thing, right? But yeah, hundred percent. I can certainly understand that, and you know, it brings up another just another good right, like thinking about. You know, even in New York, right? We live in New York, right? This is a fairly, I would say, a fairly moderate to liberal state, right? And you know, when you live here your whole life, you know, you're not, you don't, we don't really see what goes on outside what we know, right? Because most of the people that we surrounded with somewhere somehow are, are aligned with with what we think. And when when all of a sudden, you know, we college, right? And now, you want to talk about diversity? Colleges are like, you know perfect place for diversity, right? People from all different different states, different religions, different races, different viewpoints, right? And all of a sudden, you see that. It could, be, it could be very, very uncomfortable to be thrust into that environment where all of a sudden everybody's not like you or everybody doesn't think like you, right? And you have to adjust and navigate that world because, hey, just because somebody doesn't think like you, they might be just as amazing as you, right? And how do you make that connection? So, like, talk about that a little bit. I mean, like, even though you're in New York, right? You're in a you're at a still a pretty diverse school, right? So have you had that yeah. experience?
0: Uh, of like diversity and just feeling that.
2: Well, realizing like I'm now around people who are I like I get what you're saying about being different from you when you moved to the island, but now growing up here and Growing up with a certain mindset and just, you know, living on Long Island and now going to school, even though you're still in the state, I mean, I guess this will apply for somebody that certainly went somewhere maybe in the Midwest, right? But in here, New York City is so diverse, right? And there's people from all over the country that come to school in New York. So not everybody that you're in school with, you know, is from New York or Long Island, right? So, you know, meeting people from other parts of the country with different viewpoints and different just different views of, hey, New Yorkers, right? Yeah. Like,
0: yeah,
2: you experienced that? And like, what was that like?
0: Yeah, I always say that the city and Long Island are two completely different worlds. Like the culture shock that I had when I first got here was crazy. And even when you, I'm sure when you leave the island, you feel it, um, especially because like, not only is, is the city like a city, but it's New York City, like the whole world knows us. And then you have Long Island where it's a lot more chill, a lot more laid back. Um, but I'm grateful to have had my foot in both doors because th- there's, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. The grass will always be greener. And so I'm grateful for like the, the ease and the comfort that I've had on the island, um, in terms of like, you know, the the quietness, <laughs> the nature, but you know, so you know, there's also the fast pacedness of the city that there's so much beauty and the diversity there and all that. Um and so i I've really come to find that I really value diversity. So that's why I chose to go to the city. You know, they are all New Yorkers who are who are there. and it's really it's really beautiful, like getting to feel the diversity. And I feel like I feel like when I'm in the city, I feel like I belong more. Um, I, I value both of them a lot, like, but in their own different ways. I think it's cool that like I have the balance of being able to be in the city throughout the week at at school, but then like on the weekends I'll be home, and I like I feel a good balance.
2: So what what's like what's the most as far as like being an activist and you know have taking social action on things? What's what's something like you're really proud of? What's something you've worked on that you feel really really good about that you know you made impact and were able to bring awareness to others?
0: I think, you know, I've talked about it a lot, but I think the um, small initiatives that I'd made in my high school, just those little things that, you know, people would think, oh, it doesn't make a difference. What is one announcement on the loudspeaker going to do just talking about Black History Month? But it really does, because there's so much that we don't know. And the impact that representation makes and education, um, like representation in education makes um, is is we don't feel it right on the spot, but like, it makes a huge impact down the line. Um, So I think just stuff like that. And, um, you know, having made community, I think I like the MSA, for example, or like even women's empowerment, there's a very niche community that will always get together at those meetings. And there's like this comfort in those environments. And I feel like Several times people have been like, oh, this is like a therapy session when we come to these meetings because it's like we're all so comfortable here and we all feel like no judgment and we can just be ourselves and we can like, you know, just get along like that, I think is something that I'm so proud of because that like you can't really find that in a lot of places, I don't think. And, and being able to have a place to call home, a place to um, find your people to have been able to foster those kind of environments, I, I'm, I'm really proud of that.
1: Amazing lady, and i, I tell you what, um, I look forward to seeing what you accomplish in years to come. And I mean, once you get out of college and kind of go your thing, because you're gonna impact a lot of people, influence a lot of people and support a lot of people to do exactly what you did. And uh, so I, I applaud you for the, the young lady that you are, because I tell you, it uh, takes a strong willed person to stand your ground, number one, believe in what you do, but also to impact others during that process. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah, and I think um, that's just kind of what I wanted to be because I know that I can't do any of it alone. Like, it takes a community to really make change. So that's why I also, like, you know, Keith was talking about, I spent, like, the whole summer just yelling at everyone to vote. <laughs> like, go register to vote, get out and vote, make your voting plans, all of it, um, because because we can't do it alone.
2: Right. No, you're right. You know, Anton set me up for the next question. It's perfectly it's a beautiful beautiful setup. So, what do you want to do? Like what do you want to do when you graduate? And what what impactful change? Like what's a what are some initiatives like you really really want to make impact in and, and change in the world? Because I believe you can do it if you want to. Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, my I just want to make the world a better place. I just want to make it a nicer place where um people are just nicer to each other. So I have come to learn that I think politics is, is a great way to do that because it's one of the most impactful things that we have in our society and they play into every place in our lives. So I, I've definitely considered you know politics, maybe not running as a politician, but something in the field um, because I feel like the systematic work is what needs to be done. Um, you know, I know we were talking about how there's a lot of other countries that don't have the privileges that we have here, but also we have a lot of work to be done in this country as well. And I feel like as a country that takes a lot of pride in freedom and liberty here, we need to really, um, work on that and try to build off of that uh, idea because I don't think we are there yet at all, honestly. Um, so I want to do something. That can help systematically, but there's also so many ways to go with that. So I always, I always confuse myself. I'm like, okay, maybe I want to do the nonprofit sector. Maybe I want to do diplomacy, United Nations stuff. So I'm currently on this journey of just trying to get my foot in the door everywhere and just get my feet wet, get a feel for everything. Like I did, I did a couple campaigns, um, you know, in the past year, and it it taught me a lot. Like I saw. The good and bad in it i think i'm just trying to see other paths now to see like and like kind of navigate where i see myself but i just know i want to do something that um that helps people in the in that political ish sense or humanitarian sense
1: that's how you do it, though. You've got kind of to find your way. You, you you dip your feet in different uh, ponds and kind of see which one feels good. And, and that's the one you go to. So Yeah, absolutely the way to do it. And I kind of assumed that you may be going that field just based on the conversation and, and what Keith
2: shared with me. So more power to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. So uh, I, I think now Antoine's favorite part of the show is the little, uh, <laughs> little lightning round. Okay. Ask yeah. Questions. These are fun questions. They don't have to be so serious. But uh, before he says that, I just want to say, like, really, I'm, I'm always so honored to like, be able to work with you at the foundation. Like, I know where your heart is. And I, I just I know how much you care about helping others and kindness and wanting to do better in the world and teaching others to be kind. And, you, you know, I share that. I share that sentiment because that's my my goal. Right. So, you know, just keep going out there and make, make sure this Gen Z generation, we need leaders like you. So continue to inspire others to step up and not be afraid to be their authentic selves and, and you know, stand up for they believe in and be who they are. Don't worry about the noise. Just do what you believe you need to do because your tribe is out there and other people that share your values and share your beliefs, they're there with you and they want to help and they want to support. So keep doing I what you're doing. I appreciate
0: that. I appreciate that so much. And I mean, the fact that you guys even are here sitting down having a conversation with little kids that so many people underestimate, you know, you guys take a chance on us. You guys believe in us. And, you know, you're here doing this whole podcast and everything you guys do in general. Like, I mean, all the coaching, all the empowerment, it means so much. Um, you guys are,
2: are amazing. Can't do it without the best teams around to help us. Right. So thank you.
1: That's right. Yeah. It takes people like you that, you know, that makes a difference. You know, we appreciate the kind words, but at the same time uh, we also know what, what your generation is missing as a platform. It's an opportunity to share your voice and that's what we wanted to do. And um, you know, actually we owe, owe a lot of gratitude to Keith because he's the one who reached out to me about doing this. So um it is it's absolutely an, an honor to do this and, and we really are glad that you appreciate the platform and, and for taking the time. And now we get to the fun part of the I think you
2: wanna add something there, Keith. I just want to say one more thing, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. You know, more for the parents. This is just a message for the parents out there. Hopefully, some parents will listen to this. You know, when we were growing up, we didn't have <laughs> We didn't have the internet. You know, we knew what we knew based on like what we learned in school or what we were. You know, we didn't read the newspaper. Like we didn't know. So you know, I feel like as parents, it's sometimes hard for us because you know our kids talk to us about things, and we don't always want to hear what they have to say. Maybe right because oh, you're you're just a teenager. What do you know? But the truth is. They know what we know and they're smart enough to form opinions and I think as parents, it's really important that we listen to our teens and what they have to say because, you know, they they didn't grow up the same way we did. They have much more information and access to things we never had. So when we discount what they have to say because we think we're the parents and we're older, the truth is there's so much we can learn from our kids and from our teens, from their interactions in the world and how they view things. And uh, I've learned so much from both of my kids. I just said if you're a parent and you've got that teen who's like outspoken and like has views and wants to share how they feel, it's really important to listen to them because there's so much you can probably learn from them. So don't shoot them down cuz they're teens.
0: Yeah, I really, Yeah, I'm grateful to have, you know, my mom who has always kind of empowered me as well to speak my voice. Like I even like in our culture or in our family, like it's very, you know, like oh, a woman speaking up, that's crazy. But um, I think Having a mom who was also unafraid to do that, you know, like she, she went back to school, like, you know, a lot of women that we know in in our family, like, you know, weren't allowed to do that or there was considered taboo. Um, You know, she broke those glass ceilings for me. So I think having those role models and inspirations in my life also definitely played a role into my own being as well.
1: I'm going to use an old timey phrase here, Jiminy Cricket Hadika. (laughs) Did you just answer the first question before I even ask it? (laughs) You know, the first question is actually, first question is actually, who is your biggest influence and why?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, 100%. Yeah, my mama, of course. But also just so many, um, I think, of the women in my life, um, older cousins, aunts, um, you know, like strong women, I think just really showed me the way, um, because, because it was so like revolutionary, you know? And I think with, even to this day, if a, if a woman is out here, you know, doing her thing, I'm just always going to be applauding her. And I'm grateful to have a mom like that, sisters like that, cousins like that. So I have a really good, uh, backbone.
1: Yeah, and Ben, she's sitting next to you, go ahead and get that 20 spot out and hand it to her.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Driver. He gets you <laughs> nowhere on Long Island.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> the studio audience. Good.
2: That's great. All right, back to you, Alex Trebek, with your questions. All right, here we go.
1: All right, so we probably know this one, but we could be wrong. This is why we ask the questions, because you share one thing, but it could be something else. So, what is your biggest strength, and how do you use utilize it as a superpower? Hmm.
0: My biggest strength, I think, is my faith and my um, attitude towards life. I try to look at the glass half full, and I try to be positive, and I try to just just bring bring intention back to what I do. Um, you know, keep keep my my intentions pure and clean and drive with all of that in mind Um, because I think it's it's easy to get caught up in the world and get uh, caught up in just chasing after you know very arbitrary things or you know societal things that just don't really matter Um, so I think I think I I have a a good sense of like morality I don't know like a foundation that I'm just really I feel like holds me down and grounds me a lot of the time
1: so this next one, you know, we touched on a little bit too, but it's um, it has to do with challenges of your generation, for your generation. What's one of the biggest ones that you see uh, that young people are doing Gen T's are going through, and how would you uh, solve that biggest challenge? Yeah.
0: I think uh, one of the biggest problems that we have are mental health um, because we can just see the numbers, and it's, the numbers are just going up increasingly by the day. Our Our generation is uh, you know, been through a
1: lot. So two more questions and then you will be, uh, you'll be safe. Okay? okay. So the next one is what is your biggest failure thus far in your life? And what was the lesson that you learned from it?
0: Oh, I love this question. I love these kind of questions. Um, <laughs> I think my biggest failure, um, see, I don't, I don't like to look at things as failures because I feel like everything that may be looked at as a negative thing has been something that I've uh, chosen to take and grow from and learn from. Um, every, everything is a, a lesson and a blessing in disguise. So failure. Um, I think, I think with that being said, my biggest failure I think has been failing to, you know, act with, with kindness. Um, you know, as much as I can, you know, sometimes we're just like, we get tired, we're like, oh, whatever. And so we're, you know, just like, I don't know, I, I think just not being to my fullest potential of, of being as kind as I can be, I think have, have been my biggest failures and have taught me the importance of being kind. Um, Because, because, you know, why not? You know, like, I just think it's the most important thing. And it's, it's so easy to do as long as we, allow ourselves to do it um so i think in those moments where i may have failed to do that um, have been that the biggest
1: failure and we word that that way adika on purpose because i agree with you 100 every so-called failure is a learning opportunity but everybody views things differently so we don't want to put words into people's mouths so you put you chose the words that were better suited for you and that's your prerogative so absolutely no great answer and the last one always the greatest and most fun question if you could have one superpower one superpower what would it be and why would you want that superpower
0: see i don't have like i'm on the spot i wish i had time to think about this but i don't no i don't want you to have time
1: to think about the whole idea
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay i would say i would say being able to heal people because I think the reason why we have any problems are because people are hurting and not healed. So I think if we were to heal everybody, we would live in a much happier world.
1: Great answer. That's beautiful. Great answer. Yep, great answer. I will ask that question just so you know, uh, so I asked a group of kids that I work with, that same question and they didn't blink an eye and they would say, be invisible, uh, be able to fly, um, What was the other? I forgot. There was another one. But then, you know, as they thought about it, they started thinking a little bit. And your answer was one of the ones that kind of came up later on because they realized they were being selfish. And so, your answer is an absolutely wonderful one, and actually aligns with we did last week um, with Ashley. And she actually turned around and asked us the same thing, asked us what ours would be. And we're not going to do that to you because we want yours to be the answer of the day.
2: Absolutely. By the way, what you said about failure. I think the reason we, we do talk about it and we ask that question is we want people to embrace failure because that is how you grow and learn, right? You have to, if, yes. if, if you're afraid of failure, you won't take any risks. You won't do things that are going to serve you and help you grow. So you have to learn to embrace failure. And that that's why when we asked that question, it was very specific that that word's in there because yeah. it, it's so important to embrace it for growth.
1: So. No, you're right. And I think the other part of that, Keith, is um, when people hear the word, and like Adika said, it, it, they take on this negative connotation of the word. So they always feel like it's worse than it, that it's a, really a bad thing. In reality, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I said, there's no right or wrong. It's just just trying to kind of find out where your mind is and so forth. But before we kind of send off, I just want to kind of give you my last thoughts uh, regarding what you do, who you are and what I see and you and what you could potentially do to for the with and for the next generation leaders i think the first thing is understanding that early on you realize that you're a strong-willed person and that you like to carve your own path and you can do it initially by you know maybe not making everybody happy but at the same time you learned along the way it's better to work with people than to fight people to get them to believe in what you want to do or to kind of follow you The second part is understanding that even as you learn that, like, hey, now I'm better as a leader because now I understand to show empathy, um, to show understanding that everybody doesn't see things in a way, but I can also educate them. And then the fact that you're willing to educate people and then get the positive response only makes you feel better about what you're doing. And now you're even more uh, dedicated to becoming that leader. Now, what I see you doing after you get out of, of school is um keith and i want to make sure we get your autograph now uh-huh. because no no, i'm I'm not laughing we want to get it now because when we say we know you and you know we did all this stuff they'll be like hey we don't know we just pull up the podcast because it's video and audio and then there's our proof so when we say we we're here to see you don't say you don't know us <laughs> okay uh we-
0: you will be in the vip section i promise <laughs>
1: This is being recorded. More important.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. That's more important. We're here to
2: support you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're here to support you. There's anything we can do to help you. You know, you can reach out to either one of us. Yeah,
0: I know I can. I've always felt that too with you. With you, because it's just you feel the love. You feel it.
2: I appreciate you. I appreciate you being on and taking the time to share your story with us. And I hope other teams listening. You know we'll just get value from this and realize like the importance of like standing up for your beliefs and not being afraid to you know to, to go after what you want because i think that's a really important way to be successful and be happy right yeah and to make change yeah. and to create kindness and heal the world
0: yeah hopefully <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> thank you guys
0: so much like the fact that you guys took the time out to talk to me like that just it it makes me feel so special. And I mean, you guys are doing such an amazing thing and I'm honored that you even thought of me to do this. It's you guys are amazing and giving me a platform, giving all of us a platform that you guys are just changing the world.
1: Well, Keith, Thanks. actually, you were the first name he, that came up uh, when we uh, started to do this. He goes, Oh yeah, I know somebody and your first name that came up. So um, you definitely uh, made an impact on him and most definitely with me as well.
0: Oh, Appreciate. thank you. So much. And it was so nice to meet you today, Antoine. You're you're so cool. He told me about you, but I, I was like I was like, Oh my God, this is like a really cool guy.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate that. Uh well my wife thinks I'm cool too. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you remember <laughs> do you remember Fonzi? Know who Ponzi um, is? I know of him. I know
0: of him. <laughs> I think that was before my time. Yeah.
1: Oh, it was well before your time. Trust me, well before. Was well, when you said I was cool. Yeah, happy days. Yeah. Okay, happy days. See, I knew. when you said when you said I was cool, I'm like,
0: hey. Like
2: definitely more like Potsy.
0: See, I don't get that joke, but mom's laughing awesome.
1: mom's laughing <laughs> yeah, over
2: yeah. here. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he
1: keeps laughing now but he won't when i turn this camera off (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, any final words
0: just thank you thank you thank you thank you you guys are amazing and i hope that this can make some sort of positive impact thank you i
1: think it will Oh, I think it definitely will. And, and we really appreciate you taking the time. I know you were busy today, but you, I think you understood the impact of, that you could have on the next generation leaders. So we do appreciate you taking your time as well. And thank your mom for chauffeuring you around and make sure you hit her with a 20 spot too.
0: <laughs> of course. Of
2: course <laughs> so and uh, as always, thank you for listening to teen speak. And uh, just remember the only limits you have are the ones you place on yourselves. And also be you because everybody else is already taken.
1: Until next episode, we will see ya. You want to say bye, Hadika?
0: Bye. If you are looking for a youth empowerment and leadership coach that can help your teenager find their true north through education, support, and inspiration, you need look no further. You can reach Coach Keith Senzer through his website, shiftyourpower.com. Coach T can be reached through his website as well, CoachTScorner.com.